want to smash? Nintendo does. Launcher Wars are back with fights in the outer worlds and under the sea. I'm not Tim. I'm not Mitch. And I'm not Jason. Let's go. Hey, is it time to smoosh? Might be time to smoosh. Are you a pro? Are you are you a pro at smooshing? I mean, I have been in a uh, in aspiring pro smoosher for quite some time. I heard they just came out with new Smoosh Brothers, right? Were you talking about the game? Or are you talking about the American sketch comedy YouTube channel Smoosh? Smosh, you mean? I thought they are out of business. Smosh? I don't know. I just googled it. No, I think we. I think we mean Smash. Uh, Smash is back. I've been waiting ten years for this game. I too have been wait. Wait, wasn't there a bunch of games in between that time? There's like two. I mean, but they weren't very good, semantics. right? Semantics. No, they were good. I like Brawl. I like the I like the the new Smash on the Wii U with because I have my boy Shulk in it. You know, I didn't play a lot of those games actually. Like the last big Smash Brothers game that I played was on the N sixty four. I didn't play the Wii or the Wii U one. How dare you? So wait, you played the you didn't play Melee? Not really. Or yeah, on the GameCube either. Yeah, that's true. That there was a everybody for everybody thinks Smash Melee is the first game. It's not. It's not the first game. <laughs> no, because isn't so Smash Melee is the one that became the big. That's the, the biggest sport, one, yes. right? Correct, and it's still the so, one that people use. So you guys have had a little bit to review the new Smash Brothers game. Is it a competitor to take over that one's legacy? Well, I wouldn't be able to give a full review on things like balance change and stuff like that because they did change around a lot of characters' balance. Like for example, Ness. I've been playing. I played Ness since the original game. He's had some changes. For example, his PK flash is much, much faster now. It used to be really hard to control. Now it's actually useful. And I heard a lot of characters have had that change. And uh, the reason why putting a full review is a little bit tough because unlocking characters now is based on button inputs, if you believe that or not. So... Let's say the three of us got together on one Wii or on one Switch and started playing the game together. The more button inputs we get, the more chance we'd trigger a new challenger to appear, which would be a new uh, character to unlock, if that makes sense. Oh, is that how that works? The yes. more times you press the buttons. Yeah, more button inputs. But you can't, apparently, there's ways that you can't abuse it. Like you can't just keep leaving matches. You can't just go in and start slamming shit and then, you know, dying. Apparently, they have like ways to figure that out i don't know that's what i've heard so so is there because i haven't okay so i've only i've only been playing uh the adventure story mode so far mm-hmm. and that now that you said that actually makes a lot more sense too because uh, i was playing it for a while and then i went back to the main menu last night after playing it for a few hours and then all of a sudden like a bunch of shit started unlocking and then that's when Ness popped up and it was like, you have a new challenger. And, and so I kicked his ass and got him. But then I was a little surprised because then I went back into the adventure mode and he wasn't in my party. Nope. So I guess unlocks in the adventure mode don't carry you over to unlocks that you get outside of that, which is kind of interesting. Which like, I, I mean, I get it, right? It's not part of the story. But then, so as the side note to that, I haven't done any online play or anything like that. Do you have to unlock all the characters in order? Yes. You, you mean you still have to unlock them all in order to play them, right? Correct. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yep. So I don't, I imagine some people have really power game through this and they already have all the characters, but there's a hell of a lot of characters and there's even more spirits. And then you can, I think there's more than one, like you, you can get multiple levels of the same spirit similar to those gotcha games with like the one to five star characters except they just use like novice to advance to master in this game do the spirits carry over into multiplayer too no oh okay Mm -hmm. good only uh only adventure mode in the spirit uh spirit grid or spirit map or whatever the heck it's called so um 
a lot of people are upset with the online. I've I just I just started testing out the online today. It's very similar to what was on Brawl. That's the last one I played. I didn't I played very little of the Wii U one. I, I played at a couple parties, picked up Shulk, called people a bunch of jokers, and that was about it. Um, well, I guess a big problem with the online, though, right, is they they came out and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, you can do matchmaking online and you can pick what you want to play just like you would play a game locally with your friends, right? You can be like, okay, yeah, I want to play, you know, a five-minute game or a three-stock game, et cetera. Choose all your game settings uh, and then do matchmaking and find people that, have, that want to play those same settings. Except what happens is you go in, you choose your settings, and you get into a game, and the settings for the game that you get into are completely different than ones than what you picked. Yeah, I haven't, so, I haven't messed with that yet. I just, I just been doing random quick play. Is it just more of like a preference then? Well, so in the Smash community over the years, there's been a specific way to a set of rules to play the game. For example, since Brawl came out, they, they basically put in the super moves or they're called smash moves or whatever the heck they're called. You have to hit a smash ball. And when you hit the smash ball, you get to do a giant fucking thing. Well, those are banned at tournaments and items are turned off at tournaments. So what most people that are playing it like, like hardcore have items turned off. Um, they have it. What? Three, three, three lives per, is that what it is? Three stock. Yeah. I think it's three stock. Yeah. And there's no time limit. Usually. And they usually only have a certain set of stages that they will use for those levels. And they're usually very straightforward levels, usually like uh, uh, one platform in the middle, but there's pits, and that's about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, I think being able to, the idea was being able to go through and, and choose those settings to be able to play online means that you could, you know, especially if you're someone that goes to a lot of tournaments, you could sit here and be at home and practice and practice with tournament rules mm -hmm. and not have to worry about, you know, Oh, I'm now getting used to how, what it is with items turned on and then go to a tournament where there are no items. And then you're, you know, it's a different set of rules. It's a different game and that's gone to shit. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I've only played quick play, so I've had, match it's always that's always in free for all matches except i got one 2v2 um i haven't set any preferences i don't really care i don't i don't i'm not gonna go a tournament i actually kind of like the items um they're kind of cool and they're kind of charming you get to see what they put into like they they uh they're neat i don't know so i kind of get sad when i don't see them when playing with other people but i get it maybe they probably just need to have um larger ways to customize it i guess i'm not too sure how they could do that yeah well and i don't know if it's necessarily an issue i don't think it or at least from what i it sounds like from what i've seen online and what i've read it doesn't seem like it's an issue because the player base isn't there it's an issue with their matchmaking not doing it correctly oh, okay so it's it's because you're not getting matched up correctly not because there's not enough people trying to play with those rules yeah because well, as a side note uh it's been in its first week in Japan. Uh, the game sold around like 1.3 million copies, which wow. is like the biggest first week Nintendo Day sale game thing. That's a lot of copies. Yeah. Well, it's it's. I don't know if it's being advertised as such, but it's it. The creator um, Sakurai. Uh, has been on record saying this is basically his last game. So that could also be another reason why people want to get this. If this is like his last deal, he's worked in yeah, every single yeah. smash brothers and, and apparently like to the bone sometimes, like to the point where he had to, he was using, he had to get rid of a traditional mouse and go to a trackball because it hurts so much on his arm to click. Jeez. And move his arm around. That's all. That's all like crazy. The amount of time this guy's put in this, into this series. So he really did uh, put his heart and soul into this game. Oh, or not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I haven't gotten to the point yet, but I've seen some people online who've played through the story mode. Like, Also, like the, the only other game that really had a good story mode like this was Brawl. Brawl had the uh, subspace emissary, which was close to what this is. And then like, 
uh, Smash and N64 and Melee had a traditional arcade mode with a, a little bit of a story in it. And then the same thing with Smasher Wii U. So this game kind of has returned to what the subspace emissary was. So I hear people online saying that the story is really dark on this one. I haven't spoiled it. I just, I, I, if I see it, I just read that people are like, man, that, that was really dark. Like, meaning maybe, maybe Sakurai had some animosity or something going on there. Who knows? Like it gets dark at the end or something, maybe? Yeah, like uh, it's hmm. it, it gets it has some very real world parallels. What people are saying, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm still I. <laughs> if anyone's played this game, they'll understand. I chose left, and I still haven't beaten left yet because I picked hard. So I'm, there's some really tough challenges. Yeah, I'm not a very good fighting game person, so I'm just playing it on normal. No, I got play everything hard. So some people are thinking that saying the story is pretty dark. Hmm. But. I guess we'll find out. It is kind of interesting, though, that there's like in that story mode, there like are these little roadblocks, like bridges you can't fix. Or uh, I found Fox's uh, spaceship, and I need to find his mechanics so that I can go through and fix it, so I can take the spaceship to go to the next area, and and just little things like that that force you to like explore around to get yeah. the spirits to unlock the different area, the other areas of the. I'm wondering, I was wondering, so I, I ran into a couple of things like that too. If I wonder if you can also unlock the spirits you need in the spirit board. I'm sure you can. Probably. Because the spirit board is basically like just queuing up to do those fights in the adventure mode just by you picking them. Hmm. And they're on a timer. So specific series are like on a revolving five minute timer. Like I, I, I saw zero from Mega Man X. I got all excited. And uh, he, what was, what's weird about the spirits, I haven't figured this out yet. As I've seen some spirits on the, uh, like in the, in the, in the match itself, like I was fighting Mega Man, but zero showed up and helped him, even though he's not a playable character as far as I know. Yeah. I've noticed that too. in in some of the matches, it's kind of interesting. And I'm like, it's and then you get them. Like for example, example I got this. I think the Spectral Knight from um, from Shovel Knight. Mm -hmm. um, when I unlocked him, his user had his scythe, and I beat him. And I'm like, oh man, I put him on. I didn't get no scythe. And I'm like, oh wait a minute, what the hell is going on here? Like, is this like a flavor thing that only the computer gets to use it, or do I have to level this guy up to like 100 and then I can use the scythe? I don't know. <laughs> Hmm. I know because not all of them uh, expand either, right? Like there are some when you get up to level 99 that it will say in the little text that it it, it evolves. And when you evolve it or whatever, it, it goes back down to level one and then you have to Correct. level it up again. So it's like that, like I said, it's a gotcha thing where like mm -hmm. the same thing happens in those mobile games where like if you have a one star character, you can evolve it to a two star, two, three star. But it's better if you spend more money and you get a five star character from a draw. Yeah, so yeah, you but, gotta keep spending money. Yeah, Nintendo, I don't think is doing that. I haven't seen any like microtransactions. In the no, game. I haven't either. There's a bunch of currencies though that I haven't really quite figured out. Like, if you play online, you get coins, but if you play the spirit mode, you get the SP. So it's like all these currencies in this game. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because the SP, you have to use like you get the candies or whatever that you can give to your spirits to level up the candies but in yeah. order to level up the candies you have to spend the spirit points to use the candies yeah so that's kind of weird um I, and then I, mean, I found there's like little areas where you can put spirits in to give them bonuses so like attack or defense and then you can either just leave them there uh and it takes like, like you six know, a hours day or, yeah six hours to do it or you can spend the spirit points to make it quicker yeah totally it's crazy. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in this this little fighting game. Um, it's kind of how old school fighting games used to be with like a fuck ton of modes, and this game has a boat a boatload of them. Yep. Oh, and just in case I didn't know, if, I don't know if you realize this, but then there's like the the pairing, right? So um, I forget what the names are, but then there there's like the neutral, and then there's red, green, and blue for the spirit colors. Oh yeah, yeah. Their weaknesses or whatever. Yeah, and like some are bonus, uh, weak to others, etc. I like I think of it like Pokemon, right? And there's fire and water and grass type, and so you can play to the advantage or you can play to the disadvantage or you can play in neutral. Um, but it's it's interesting because 
they it's it's kind of nice they punish you if you give yourself too much of an advantage right like if you go up against um if you go into a fight and the spirit that you're fighting has a level of like 5000 and you give yourself an advantage of type and a power level of like 10000 when you win you won't get as much reward as if you were if you were compared to like if you were to put yourself at the same or lower power level or at a disadvantage or something that's crazy. We're getting DBZ mechanics going on here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. Um, I'm excited because I'm going on a trip this week, too. I'm going to have more fun to play on the plane. Have you played on the uh, on the Switch screen? Most of the time I have, actually. Okay. I was having a hard time with it. I The screen's very small, uh, and I'm very... Like I'm the type of person when I'm playing a game where there's a lot of movement, I I will lose my character oh, really? very easily. Yeah, it's funny that I've never had that problem. It's it, it just must be like an eye coordination thing. Um, I've always been able to keep track of things on the screen with various types of games, though. But I also like I'm a weirdo that like looks at frame data and stuff like that. Hmm. So I don't know. I had the same problem in League of Legends. Like anytime there was a big team fight and you had all, you know, 10 people in one area team fighting, I would almost always lose my character. I, I don't know why. I mean, I would find them again, but for a little bit, I would, I'd be looking at the big blob of shit going down and then realizing that, Hey, wait, why the fuck am I all the way over by Baron? What the hell? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how I fixed that. Wonder how uh, I get it's not just you, man. I don't know. Your eyes are probably drawn to the action, so you lose you lose what's going on in the in the micro area. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't know what you think, Tim. You, you're good at StarCraft. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah, you know, honestly, like in fighting games, I've already I've actually had the same problem that Mitch is describing. It's, really, and I think it's like I I have the problem, especially when things are the same color. So I think that might be part of it. Hmm. Like if you're, uh, you have like, you know, your enemy is, has like some blue tinge to him and your character has blue, then it's like, we'll be like, wait, where's my guy? And I'll, I'll be like walking off a cliff or something when there's a lot of action going on. Because <laughs> like Starcraft is something like Starcraft is a little bit different just because it has you're like boxing, you're like selecting groups of things versus having your one character. I think it's more like the controller aspect. I don't know. Makes sense. Something like that. Yeah, I can definitely I can definitely sympathize. I know like even on even like the old school, like Smash Brothers on the N64, like I used to have that problem a lot of times when we played like the big free for alls for people at the same time. I know, I've, I've played a lot of fighting games in my day, so I, I guess I just I don't have that issue because you have to teach yourself to one look at the frame data of your character and the character you're fighting. So you have to know, like you have to know like which normals, for example, are going to be able to hit you, which you can defend against, which then you can counter to. It's like a, it's like a, almost like a, a tug of war, but you have to be able to frame read each one very well. If that makes sense. And the same goes for smash too, believe it or not, mostly in one V one fights when, when there's a bunch of people on like the game completely changes when it's, it's uh, free for all. That one, that game to me is more of an avoidance game, depending on who you're playing. Like if you're playing Ness, like I like to stick on the outer ends and and wait and then use you know PK Thunder and hit people with my head. <laughs> yeah, let but, everyone else. But when hurt it's one on one, yeah, when it's one on one with Ness, that shit doesn't work anymore. Those tactics don't work. They can be easily countered by people who know what they're doing. So, I think I think that's probably why I don't have that problem. Is because I've I've trained my eye differently. Don't know. Well, and so. it's a little bit different when it's one on one, right? Like, if it's one on one, I don't have a problem. Yeah. Uh, one on one on two, that I I don't really have a problem. I see it happening more, and I've noticed it when I play this game. Um, when there are like four or more characters on the screen at a time, that's when, especially if all of a sudden I'm getting like thrown around right or something mm -hmm. something happens and all of a sudden i get thrown i'll be like wait how did i end up all the way over there because mm -hmm. all it, it there's just like a jumbled mess around me and then 
my character will get thrown out or I'll jump away or something will happen. And then it's, I just have to, I have to refine myself because like I lose myself in the, in the chaos that's ensuing in this tight little circle that I am around with all the other players. Yeah. I get what you're saying. So I don't know. I got, I have to do some research on that. There's gotta be a way to like help train my eyes. Cause it's, I mean, it's not like, I can't just stare at my character. Right. Cause I have to be able to, I also have to look at what the other characters are doing. But when I look at the other characters, I'm not looking at my character. And if I'm not looking at my character, then all of a sudden I get hit and now I'm dead. I don't know what happened. I usually just pick a target and that's how I concentrate. See, I know like if I see a Falco, I'm going for him first all the time. (laughs) I'm serious. He's annoying. Yeah. I mean, I know the perfect way we can help you with this Mitch is we'll put you against a wall and we'll take a bunch of tennis balls and we'll throw the tennis balls at you in quick succession and you'll have to try to catch them. I mean, that you're joking, but that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like, we'll have like 10 people throwing tennis balls at you. I like it. It'll, so we'll help you, help you with your hand-eye coordination a little bit and also pelt you with tennis balls. So, you You'll know, try win for everybody. You're going to try to pelt me with tennis balls until I catch them all. And then you're like, God damn. And then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm trained up for Smash. And you go back to it and you're like, oh, this is great. Yep. And then I'll be the Smash King. Because of my tennis ball training. So, did you guys catch the Game Awards? This, uh, I think, this last week or last week. I didn't watch them, um, but I did hear that God of War got Game of the Year. And a lot of people are really happy about that. Um, Monster Hunter World got Best Role Playing Game, I believe. Uh. What was another? Oh, and then the I, for some reason Fortnite got best multiplayer game. Oh, okay. I don't know if I agree with that one. I don't <laughs> like that one, but oh, and best on and best ongoing game got a couple different ones. <laughs> I mean, you you can't can't ignore a game that just is like crazy popular, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was funny. I found it not even necessarily about the awards. It's, it was actually kind of used as an announcement platform for a lot of games. I saw that and I thought it was really weird. Why like do you I, say that? I, I just think like an award, like an award ceremony where you're, you're saying, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's, let's take a look at the games that have come out and our nominees and vote on what's good and, and what people like and blah, 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 blah. Like, Oh, by the way, check out these other games that are coming. Like, I, th- I feel like it almost takes away from the awards, right? It, it takes, it shifts the focus from what the event is supposed to be about to hype about things that are coming. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, but it, I, I, I think they only had really one major game announcement. I think that was Obsidian's new game, The Outer Worlds. Did you guys see yeah. that? The Outer Worlds. Ooh, totally not Borderlands. <laughs> so I was looking at the gameplay trailer for that, and like, so it's so this game is from the developers who made um, Fallout New Vegas. Right. Well, actually, the it's that and the the Tim Kane is the original develop or the original like lead guy on the original Fallout game. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the original Fallout dude, and then you got the developers for one of the one of the one of the Fallout games that was like every. It's like I meet I meet people and they either really like Fallout New Vegas or they're like that game sucked. It was. It's a really strange dynamic. But, I can. Um, I can. I can split the two up if you want me to. Yeah. The people who really love it really like the old school RPG mechanics where it's uh, the game's a little bit more linear, where it kind of points you in the right direction and you you have like all these choices. Da, 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 da. Whereas people who hate Fallout New Vegas hate that the game tries to force you into what it wants you to do, and when they just want to wander around and explore, like in the other Fallout games. If that makes sense. See, that's interesting. Yeah. Because like if you go and play like Fallout 3 and then you go play New Vegas and I like both the games, 
New Fallout 3 is a hell of a lot more fun to explore. There's a way more shit to do, way more things to find. You know, it's just a funner game. Whereas New Vegas is more of a controlled. You can you can wander away, but for example, like if you go north of your starting zone, you're gonna get mauled by Deathclaws. They don't want you going there. There used to be this this pass where you could run through uh, when the game first came out to get to Vegas early, and then they patched in and put a Deathclaw there. See, I I like that kind of that uh, that kind of gameplay mechanic where like you can go there, but they're the baddies are so hard that it it's a disincentive for you to go that way. Yeah, that's a better way to do it than just putting like an invisible wall. Yeah, in my opinion. So well, it, well, it's actually well, to me, it's a it's a it's a conflict of two different game design styles. Though you don't need the invisible wall or the death claw if the game is built on exploration first instead of narrative. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So this game is built by the people who made that. Yeah. Um, and when I'm looking at the gameplay, when I'm looking at the gameplay trailer, like it honestly, like it just reminds me a lot of that game. It reminds so do you me- think it brings anything new to any of the genres? Not, well, not saying it's going to be a bad game. Like it, yeah. it could be really fun, but is it is it anything like new or groundbreaking or anything like well, that? Well, here's why I'm annoyed by it, um, because I've played a ton of Tim Kane games inadvertently, and one of them just got canceled forever. Um, this game reminds me of a mixture of Fallout New Vegas, Borderlands, and Wildstar. And there's a reason for that. Did you know Tim Kane worked on Wildstar? Oh, I, I didn't, didn't realize that. that. Yeah, so they've got the kooky humor, and it's and it's an off-world planet, and, and so it's got that going on. Plus the that that part's what reminds me of Border. Like there's a part in the first trailer where there's this girl talking to you and then she says, make a choice. And then and the, the player character shoots somebody. And then another character starts puking. And she's like, Oh, well you didn't have to do that, but you're still cool. That was like uh, right out of borderlands in my mind or right out of like Wildstar. So I, I look at the gameplay. It looks exactly like fall new, uh, a fall new Vegas game. Like even down to there's like a mini vats thing going on. I don't know. And I, that's what annoyed me. It's just like, oh my god! It's like a combination of all these games I played. I don't know if I like that per se. Well, and then it's also kind of interesting timing because Borderlands Three is supposed to come out next year as well. Correct. Really, and well, I don't know if they're. Comp- I don't think Outer Worlds going to have multiplayer in it though, so they might not be competing for the same audience. But it definitely. I mean, we've all played Borderlands. Do you not get that vibe from it with the way they're presenting it? Oh, I 100% did. It was in like not not in the art style, but in in the actions and the narrative and the way people talked and like it just had that that very goofy feel. And I also kind of saw um a, a little bit of uh like it also felt a little bit of BioShocky to me too. Yeah, cuz it had that floaty yeah, controls. Yep. Not sure if I'm a fan of the floaty controls. What so I, what, I'm, what what I'm gonna know what I'm what I will get annoyed by a little bit, and I'm not really a big nostalgic gamer. What I'm I hope this game is good, but at the same time, if it's not and it's de- only mediocre, but people praise it because it goes back in time. And when I say that, it it like sh- the gameplay looks like it's from the game or the whatever Gamebryo engine they use for Fallout New Vegas. That's now the creation engine. If it goes, if it looks like that, but it also brings back the old school dialogue choices that you get from older games, I feel like that them re- putting those back in will then like wash out any bad of the game. If that makes sense. Because everybody would be like, oh, look, they brought back the RPG mechanics. But the rest of the game might be kind of shit. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to be shit. Don't, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just worried that people are overreacting. Well, and then it's here first. Jason thinks it's going to be shit. It's kind of interesting because you have like, so you talk about the old engine, right? And you, you have Obsidian, which is, I mean, it's a smaller studio. And now although, owned by Microsoft. Oh, now they're owned by Microsoft, right? Which, but, but like, okay, so they are owned by Microsoft now, 
but Microsoft, I doubt, had a very any influence on this no, game. No, Take Two is still the publisher on this game. Yeah. So, but you have Obsidian that comes out and they they come out with this game and it's using an old engine and no one seems to give a shit. But when Bethesda re- releases Fallout seventy six, they're like, "Why are you on the old Fallout four engine?" Fucking well, update. I don't know that it's on an old engine. I just the way that the the the, the controls look, it because it looks like they're mimicking the Fallout New Vegas controls instead of like mimicking like say the Fallout four controls. Does because to me one looks floatier than the other from from the trailer and the game isn't released yet. It does say it's coming out next year, so they still have time to work on it. But still, I think it looks floaty. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know what engine it's on. For all I, it's probably Unreal Four. Everyone's on Unreal Four. Epic wants that money. Yeah, I get the Unreal money, money, man. Although if Obsidian is owned by Microsoft now, do you think Microsoft? I don't. I don't think any of Microsoft's lead games are on Unreal Engine. I think they do their own shit, don't they? I wonder how that's going to work out. If they don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm talking about Did they about say it. what platform they're going to be releasing Outer World on? Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. I don't, and it does have a Steam page. Has a Steam page, okay. Yeah, because. You never um, know nowadays. Yeah. They can make their own launcher. Like Epic Games. Yeah. Epic Games, they're going to start selling their own games now, man. Well, speaking, you saw that announce. They saw that several of the Game Awards announcements were Epic Games launcher exclusive. Did you see that? Yep. So, it's sort of interesting. They're they're doing a bunch of stuff for we for Epic Games. They're doing a bunch of stuff to kind of uh, really really try to bite into Steam into Valve's revenue, like. Their split for the developers is 88-12, so the developer gets to keep 88% of the revenue. They only get 12, whereas whereas like Valve takes like 30%, mm-hmm. a 30% cut. So that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, people are getting twice as much. <laughs> yeah. And then they're doing they're doing stuff like uh they don't have any standards for, well, I don't know about standards, but they don't have any just overall DRM for the store itself, which is interesting. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Yep. Uh, I mean, each each game can have its own DRM, obviously, but they're not like they're not making a claim that they don't have DRM in their games, but they don't put the entire thing behind DRM, which is interesting. Um, and then they are also. They're running uh, promos for the next over the entire year of 2019, starting 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 in 2018 in December. They're giving away one free game every two weeks, starting with Subnautica. Oh, I haven't with heard no, about that. Do you have to do you have to pay for a subscription fan for plan for those games or what? No, I think it's just, they're just giving it for free. Weird. So yeah, if you if you like the if you have been interested in Subnautica, I know I I know I have I keep looking at that game and being like, huh, that looks kind of interesting. Maybe I'll wait for it to be super cheap, but you know, free. There you go. I mean, free is a reason cheap. for me to ins- a reason for me to install the Epic Games launcher. I mean, I've I've had it installed because I used to play around with modding with Unreal Tournament, but and yeah. I I briefly checked out Fortnite when it first came out played it for like a couple days and then quit but other than that yeah. i had no reason to have it but i well yeah, i found right. it interesting too i had to do some research on this and you probably did too i was on the assumption that you to be on the epics uh game platform you had to be on unreal 4 and that does not turn uh does not seem to be the case you could have unity you could be using cry engine they don't care it's it's literally an open yep. marketplace yeah, exactly. They're just, they're just trying to make money. It seems like they're really they're just literally trying to make a play to to get a bunch of Valve's business. So, okay, quick side note: as I was looking up uh, information about the free Epic Games, I saw a quick little snippet here that I thought was interesting. Uh, so, Counter Strike Go, 
made yep. two updates recently. Uh, one is they are releasing a battle royale mode because, of course, they are. Yeah, of course they are. So we um, should install CSGO is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, and they also dropped the price from $15 to free. For CSGO? Yes. Which oh, is wow. hilarious because I know people who have purchased multiple account or multiple copies of that game so they could smurf. God, that's funny. Is it, it did they do the same thing as uh, Fortnite does? Because I know Fortnite has a version of the game that you can pay for. It's like a different thing, right? Well, that's the, is it just the battle royale mode that's free for CSGO. Yeah, battle, battle royale is the only thing free for Fortnite. They save the world module is the paid version of it. Um, there's, I'm not exactly sure what happens with it. It, it says if you've purchased the game prior to going free to play, you'll get a, a commemorative loyalty badge and have your accounts upgraded to prime status. So I don't, I don't really know what that means. I'll have that to look, means. Yeah. I'll have to look more into that. So I don't know if there's, um, and you can, I mean, and free to play players, free to no play USDA choice. People can also upgrade, their accounts to prime status as well. So there's got to be a difference there. I'll have to look into what that difference means because maybe it's just Battle Royale that's free and then everything else you have to pay for. I don't know. Did you say USDA choice? Yeah, we won't be USDA choice anymore. We'll be prime. Oh my God. Oh, there you go. That South Park reference. That's <laughs> funny. Um, I'm the, the best thing that, this, that could come out of this is it'll just you know, it, it'll help developers and maybe Valve will lower their, their cut or take. But uh, at the same time, the cynic in me wonders if Fortnite wasn't as successful as it was, if if Epic would be so generous. Because they also have the same policy for people who make assets for them that sell money on a real market. They have a higher percentage that they would do, like, say, with Valve. So I'm I'm just wondering. I, the cynic in me says, like, would they be so generous if they didn't have the big cash cow that is Fortnite? I don't. I know. mean, probably not, right? I mean, but if you if you go by that, like, it's kind of the same thing of what Valve did has done over the last ten years, right? They have like a cash cow of this store, so they're like, oh, we're just gonna dump a bunch of money and make this random game really cool. Like Dota Two is definitely like I don't. I don't think they would have dumped as much money in Dota 2 if they hadn't had all that Steam Steam store money right. to dump into it, right? Yeah. So it's just kind of that thing. But, you know, I I would say, like, like, I'm a big fan of Steam. I have a bunch of games on Steam. But I will say, like, their client is pretty old. Like, it, it looks old. It's supposed to be getting it a facelift soon. Yeah, and... It looks old. It has a lot of clunky features. I can't imagine how much legacy code is in there. And I I think it's the, like maybe they're the fact that they're I think this is just one of those things where we're basically in like back in the 90s. They had the browser wars like we're in launcher wars. Like that's what that's what it is. Everyone is trying to be the next platform because they feel like Steam hasn't innovated anymore i feel like, like there's a there's a really good podcast that talks about launcher wars oh yeah maybe yeah yeah and they also talked about the streaming wars <laughs> uh you know i'm just saying though like what's probably gonna happen is epic's gonna be like yeah you know come to our thing they'll get some developers going on there and Valve will start losing money and then gaben's gonna be like okay boys pull it out of the vault it's it's time to release half-life 3 and that way they can start raking in the money again. Dude, they would just literally print money if they released Half-Life 3. Like and it would be it would be hilarious cuz I like imagine the scenario you just talked about as like they just they just literally have the game finished and they're just have been waiting for this moment when like they're they're backs against the wall. They're like, "Okay, Half-Life 3 now." You know, if that it's if just, that was like the case, I I could only assume how scared they would have to be though to release it, right? Like, like, right. With everything that's happening uh, in the gaming industry right now, and how like, uh, and just how vicious all gamers are towards just the tiniest little things in games, 
I can only assume that if they release Half-Life 3 now and it was anything less than perfect, they would get flamed so hard. Dude, can you imagine? Like, talk about games that have expectations around them. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, I think that's why you can never bring out a game like that. Yeah. Like, get, like just think about, like, as a developer who's working on that game, like, it's just impossible standards. Like, you could never make that game good enough for what everyone thinks it should be. Mm-mm. And, like, it's really funny, because when you look at, like, when you look at Half-Life 2, like, the game, the game was really good a really enjoyable game like i don't the game wasn't a life-changing experience or anything like that it was a really good game well people was well did you play the did you play their their episodes one two and three or whatever yeah i don't well, think, i actually don't think there's a third one but well those, those were really good too yeah like all of the all of it was really good like the the level design in that game in is really impressive so it's like yeah i can you, you know what's impossible. funny it, that you and i'm not an expert on this but i i think maybe maybe the game is a good game but maybe people have better memories of it because of what that game spawned on top of things too because so many modded games turn into actual game properties because of half-life 2's engine yep and it, and it's yeah. mods, so maybe people have some rose-colored glasses there too on that stuff. Who knows? And maybe that makes the game even bigger than it was supposed to be, because as you can you can see that it's happened to Bethesda too by them removing modding from one of their games. It's really seemed to hit their fan base pretty hard. So I don't know, but. I don't think it's the end of Steam. Steam's kind of a juggernaut, but it's nice to have it more options. But who knows who will win these wars? We only know one thing, and we know who won the fast food wars, and that was Taco Bell. <laughs> See, I I definitely don't think it's going to be the end of Steam. I will. I do think if they're smart, they'll start like they'll rethink some of their things. And I think it, it's more than just being like, oh, we're going to give our developers a different split. Like giving your developers more money. Yeah, that might help. But like it, it's like the the reason that Epic can do this is because of the game that they made. Right. Because they have so like much money. So, so they have all this money. So it's really more, you know, they have the last super popular game that Valve <laughs> came out with on their that they made was dota 2 and now they made the now they made their their card game that just came out yeah and it's not not getting very good reviews like yeah it's supposed to be pretty fun but the problem that i've seen with it is that um it is a 100 percent uh money grab in that if you and, oh, and granted, I haven't played it um, because for the articles that I've read, it's really turned me off on it. You buy the game, it's 20 bucks for the game. And when you buy the game, you get like a 10 packs of cards or something, right? And um, you can open them, you make your deck, and then you can start playing and you're good. And you can play a lot for free without uh, having to spend any more money, but you will never get another card unless you pay money. There isn't any way in game oh, wow. to earn more cards or earn in game currency to buy cards. So that seems a little intense. Yeah, they're going super old school on that one. Yep. You get, I mean, because that's that's but what isn't that one of the differences though that you can actually trade those card cards on the store? Did they actually add that at launch? I heard that that was supposed to be a thing, right? And that was that was the big speculation when. Um, when they were first talking about or when people were first talking about valve releasing a, a card game right because you have the in the steam marketplace and you can trade in games loot with so i don't know if that is uh, a real thing i mean that definitely adds like some some merit or not merit but like it it adds you know a, a plus side to being able to play that game and, and get the decks and make the cards that you want or whatever but I don't know, man, like 
it there's there's a part where you can you want to be able to play a trading card game online and play for free um and then there's a part where you want to spend money and like not giving any way to earn currency or earn additional cards kind of sucks uh and really with with magic the gathering arena i've been a magic the gathering player since i was 10 i wouldn't like i don't once i saw that article i was interested in the game beforehand and then i'm like oh well this that's stupid at least with magic the gathering arena i can spend very little money because i can play with the decks that i build against uh, opponents that you know and, and random opponents and everything and earn coal, gold and use that gold to buy um to buy other shit in the game so yeah if you want to grind it out and not have to pay money you can do that it just takes a while yeah <laughs> in the I think it's in the valve model. one there's the grind the grind is there there's just no earning anything you can just grind and that's it they should have called the grind they should have the game grind the game grind the game we should make that game game. grind the game it's just a game where you go in and you're like you're a little dude and you you start up the game and you walk over to like a shelf and you pick up a a pitchfork or not a pitchfork a pickaxe and you like walk down into the mine mine, and then you're just like mining coal (laughs) for to mine coal and then you have to like drag it back out and you gain coal but like you can't buy anything with the coal you just are trying to earn as much coal as you can yeah to be like, oh this is great i like it we should totally we should totally make this and then we can monetize it by making microtransactions for different skins for your pickaxe we got to do it before the 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 game industry goes up in flames <laughs> yep because there's, I was reading an analyst report today that, and I kind of tangent, well, not really off topic, but they were saying things like the the model of microtransactions is not going to be sustainable forever because of the low population of people they target. So, yeah, I mean, what? Sorry, I mean, I, I feel like the is is it more like kind of talking about how like the population of people who will pay for microtransactions very can only be on so many games at a time. Correct. Yeah, okay. And so you're going to see like a, a similar crash happen because of that. That's what some analysts are saying. Well, I think it's going to be one of those things where like if you release a game and it relies on microtransaction, if you don't if you don't become the next thing, your game's just going to go under. You know? Yeah. Because like Fortnite works really well because a lot of people play it and they get their transactions blah 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 and they make a bunch of money but like if you release your Fortnite clone and no one comes and plays your game and you have the exact same model then well you're screwed because <laughs> like yeah you gotta have and, gotta have that player base and all the all the silly people with their mom's credit card yeah and it, just just because this industry loves to follow trends so much <laughs> Yeah, it'll be so. kind of interesting, but I'm like I'm I'm a hundred percent okay with that crash because I'm not the person that gets targeted for microtransactions. I don't like to spend shit tons of money. I have a hard time spending money to buy the deluxe version of a game when it comes out. Right. And yeah. I I'm of the opinion that uh like games have been priced at sixty dollars for a really, really long time. And I, I don't know if it's true, but I swear that when gaming was like in its infancy, right? Super Nintendo style phase. Uh, and I think even early Nintendo 64, I swear games used to be $40. Yeah, they were $49.99. Yeah. Typically. And then they were, and then at this. one point, I remember they got upgraded to to 60 bucks. And I'm like, God damn it. Like seriously, $60 for a game? And we've been at sixty dollars for a game for a really long time, um, because they're yeah. they're getting your money in elsewhere now through DLCs and all kinds of stuff and season passes and yeah, that's and probably I why I don't like it, right? Like because you have you have these games that come out that are, and and I think um, I most recently I, I I was looking at the uh, Destiny Two and Forsaken and everything, 
and the Forsaken expansion for Destiny 2 was um I got it for 30 but it was on sale. I think it's normally 40 or or something like that. And then there's the annual pass that you get for it for the DLC and that's another 35. So you have this expansion that's costing you $75 um for this this entire game, right? And a lot of games come out like that, right? Uh the Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey came out at $60 or you can buy the the deluxe version which comes with the annual pass and all the DLC for 80 bucks. And like for me, I don't want to I will buy the $60 game because that's the game that's the price of the game that I've been paying forever. And the DLC, I don't know if I'm going to play the DLC, right? I don't I don't I may not like this game. I don't want to commit to an annual pass if I don't know if I'm going to like the game. So I won't buy it. Um but I think if we just like got rid of that get rid of the annual pass get rid of the the deluxe versions and the and the dlc and just like up the price i think we're we're at a point where we need to up the price of video games again right let's change the price from 60 to 80 so we have another increase but then we don't have to pay for annual passes and when a game comes out you get the full game or you get the content that's planned for it as well right i don't know I think I think if there is a a a, a quote unquote crash, then that's that'll they'll, they'll go back to those traditional things for a while. Who knows? It's getting out of hand though a little bit. Well, uh, what do you think? I think we're gonna have more launchers. So I'm up to. I'm up to like seven launchers installed on my computer right now. I mean, how many could how many could I actually get up to if I well, if I just want? I guess I don't have the Twitch launcher installed on my computer right now, so go for eight. Well, if they're if they're going for how many TV channels used to exist, you're gonna have twenty five launchers and twenty five streaming services all at once. You'll have and, you'll have to work for your entertainment like hardcore. Yep. and then it's just eventually exhausting. you're going to get to a part a point where we're going to want to like cut the cord with launchers right and then you're going to have to like go to a subscription service that provides you a bunch of games but without the launcher without the launcher contracts and then you'll have a bunch of subscription launchers it'll be like a subscription service that aggregates all your launchers into one place nope. I, I can't wait till <laughs> My first son delivers his first launcher to someone's door. <laughs> like here it is. Here's your launcher in a box. Can I order a yep. launcher on Amazon? I threw your oh, launcher, God. but your dog ate it. Amazon choice uh, delivery. That's why they fired me. Replaced me with a drone. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, I. Uh, here I am, just launching things with launchers. Hey, you know what platform does have a launcher, though? It's called iTunes. It should leave us a review. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, we're on Google Play. Except they don't do reviews, and... I don't think. Maybe they do. Oh, yeah. If they do. and oh. Yeah, if they do, find it and send us a review. And leave us a comment on YouTube. The first negative comment gets pinned. We love negative comments. Oh, and downvote us and give us negative comments. Yeah. If you don't like us, downvote the shit out of us. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.